More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, emotional battles. It's hard when our feelings run away with us. Are you tired of fighting with your feelings? We're going to help you win the war. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about emotional battles. You know, it's hard when our emotions run away with us. And if you're tired of fighting with your feelings, we'll help you win the war. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five, and whether you're dealing with anxiety, guilt, anger, sadness, frustration, resentment, or any other challenging emotion, we know that feelings can be hard to manage well, especially as Christians. You know, we don't want to let our let let ourselves get carried away by our emotions, right? But it's also not healthy to stuff them. So what else is there to do? (laughs) You know, what does it mean to have a godly relationship with our emotional life? Whatever you're feeling, we want to help you manage those feelings gracefully. Give us a call. Again, the number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. This is such an important thing for us to look at in order to be healthy, balanced, godly people. You know, I really, I hit those three things because when we allow our feelings, especially feelings that we experience with some sense of negativity, whether that's we experience a feeling and then we feel guilty. We experience a feeling and then we get angry. We experience a feeling and we tear ourselves down or as you were saying, Greg, stuff it. Every time we do that, we are pushing the Holy Spirit out of our lives. We are closing our, um, our spiritual ears to God, and we're getting stuck in that feeling because that's exactly what Satan wants us to do, is to build that barrier between us and God. What God wants for us is to take all of those feelings, all of those experiences that are causing those feelings, all of the woundedness of our lives, all of the stuff that the world is doing to us, and bring it to God and ask the Holy Spirit what to do with it and ask the Holy Spirit for the ability to then know how to take those feelings and make them something that brings us peace, that brings us healing, and brings God glory. 
And doesn't that feel a whole lot better than anxiety, guilt, anger, frustration, sadness, resentment, arguing with other people, pulling into ourselves? It sure does, because it's what we're created to be doing, to be in communion with God and bringing everything to him so that he can heal us and act through us. And if that sounds a lot better to you today than all those feelings that you're dealing with, all the feelings that other people are dealing with and are throwing at you, we're here to help you find connection to God and his peace today and help you glorify God in everything you do. Give us a call on More to Life at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. And again, our show today is titled Emotional Battles. We're talking just about having a healthy relationship with all of our feelings And whether you're dealing with anxiety, guilt, anger, sadness, frustration, resentment, or any other challenging emotion, we want to help you manage those feelings gracefully. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, the theology of the body uh, is a series of reflections that St. John Paul gave when he was Pope on creation, salvation history, the Gospels, um, and showed how those things reveal God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. We tend to think of our emotions as purely psychological, but in fact they begin as bodily responses to our environment, to everything that's happening to us. The theology of the body reminds us that God created our body to work for our good and enable us to work for the good of others. Just like the rest of our bodies, God created our feelings to work for our good and to help us respond to things that happen to us in godly, effective ways. Of course, because of the fall, our bodies, and this includes our feelings, don't always work the way they were created to. We can only learn to respond to our feelings the way God wants us to if we bring our feelings to him in prayer and ask him to teach us how to respond to them. It can also be helpful to understand how our emotions and feelings are different from each other and how God created them to work for our good. You know, biologically speaking, the term emotion refers to the way our brain interprets the different ways molecules swirl around in our bodies. So the things that happen to us in our environment, the things that people say or do, the things that happen to us, actually stir up the molecules in our body like we might stir up sugar in a glass. The different patterns that swirl around inside of us make up emotions and they're interpreted by our lower brain to say this seems good or this seems bad or this feels like a threat etc etc feelings on the other hand are what happen when our higher brain reads all those different patterns of swirly molecules and creates a story about what those patterns mean and how we're supposed to respond to them. And that's where things get complicated. You know, because of sin, we often do a 
pretty poor job of evaluating those emotional impressions and understanding what those impressions mean, as well as developing responses to those impressions that work for our good and the good of others, as Lisa was just pointing out. You know, as St. Paul said, we see through the glass darkly. But if we bring our emotions, the stories they tell us, and the responses we want to make to them to God first... He can teach us how to let our feelings serve our physical, emotional, relational, and spiritual well-being and help us work for the ultimate good of the people around us as well. You know, developing a healthy relationship with our feelings begins by bringing whatever we're feeling to God first and saying, Lord, help me understand what you are trying to tell me through this feeling and teach me to respond to this emotion in a way that will glorify you, help me be my best self, and work for the good of the people around me. We can't be afraid to bring those messy feelings to God and ask him to teach us what to do with them before we start acting on them. Feelings are a call to prayer, not a call to action. That's all great to say, but it's another thing to actually do it, especially in the heat of the moment. So give us a call and let us help you have a healthier, godlier relationship with your emotional life whether you're talking about anxiety or guilt, anger, sadness, frustration, resentment, or any other challenging emotion, we're going to help you manage those feelings gracefully. Again, the number is 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and the, and the Son, and, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence and we bring to you all the situations where our feelings are just taking charge of our bodies and taking charge of our minds and guiding our actions. And we ask you, Lord, to help us to know what you are saying to us through those feelings and to discern how to respond to those emotions in ways that glorify you, that help us be our best selves, that help us work for the good of those around us. Help us to treat our emotions not as a call to action, but rather as a call to prayer, an opportunity to come to you in humility and ask you to teach us how to live in ways that really do cooperate with your grace and glorify you. So that even in the middle of the swirl of emotions, we are able to witness the power of your grace and glory. We ask all of this through the intercessions of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the the Father, Father, and the the Son, and the the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great, pray for us. Well, we are taking your calls today about the emotional life on More to Life. Give us a call if you're struggling with complicated feelings or feelings that are complicating your life. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with William, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Georgia on the Quest app. Hi, William. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out, sir? Uh, Yeah, it's kind of a two-parter question, but one's actually relevant to the topic, so I'll start Mm -hmm. with that. Um, So I've been dealing with a lot of frustration between my wife and I, um, and I'm fairly certain it's both ends. Uh, But she's she's basically, like, went through our CIA, came into the church and all that um, when we got married, but definitely does not embrace the faith, doesn't want to grow in it, doesn't want to hear me talk about it at all, and claims that I'm, I shove it down her throat. So at this point, I kind of have given up uh, trying to share it with her, and I'm pretty sure that's also not the right answer. Um, sure. 
but I, I don't know. And you can feel that, can't you, William? Like when you have to do that, when you have to avoid talking about something that is so vital in your life, so important to you, you just know that you're just blocking everything. You can probably even feel it somewhere in your body, like a, like a punch in the chest or a twisting of your gut, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's the Holy Spirit trying to, like, break out and say, hey, you know, I really want to be there for you and your wife. So that feeling, as awful as it feels, is actually a very positive feeling when you allow it to guide you. William, let me ask you a question, okay? Let's take it off the subject of religion for just a second, okay? And I want you to think about any other situation where you and your wife disagree about something. Are you usually able to come to a conclusion that you're both happy with, or... Do you usually have to either agree to disagree or you have to give in? Thinking about it, uh, generally we don't even agree to disagree. We just kind of shelve it, mm. and then and then I kind of poke at it a little bit until okay. either she convinces me or she gives in. Yeah, well, and, and you know what? Um, you're not just shelving it. You're, you're acquiescing to her. You're saying, okay, I'll let you not have to deal with this. I won't push you. I'll put it on a shelf for now, which is actually not just not dealing with it. It's her winning for a time and, and you having to, field, you, yeah. Yeah, and you have to stuff all of what the Holy Spirit is telling you in terms of the godly couple you want to be. So look, the reason I ask that question, William, is when we get this, when people call in with this issue, you know, we, they tend to reframe it primarily as a religious issue. Um, but almost 9.9 times out of 10, it's not a religious issue. It's a, it's a respect issue. There are a lot of couples who don't see eye to eye in terms of their religious faith or even values who, if they have enough respect for each other, can make it work. Because respecting somebody means that I, I see the truth and the goodness and the beauty and the things you find true, good, and beautiful. So even if I don't share your point of view, even if I don't, I don't like where you're coming from necessarily, or even if I don't share the same interests that you do, I love you. So I, I want to understand where you're coming from. I want to be able to see things through your eyes, and I want to appreciate things from your perspective. So I have that sort of humility and generosity that allows me to be open to your influence. Right. And so, you know, even if we're not on the same page about stuff, whether it's religion or anything else, uh, we can work it out. Right. So the fact that the reason that the religion becomes an issue, though, is because that's the one place people aren't willing to compromise. You know, you realize what's at stake. You realize this isn't just a hobby. This isn't just an interest. This is your way of life. This is who you are as a person. And it's how how God is trying to draw you more closely to him. You are feeling that sense of God wants this for you, that's why it's so important to you. So not only are you muting what's important to you, but you're trying to mute the voice of God in your life. And that's that's very painful to do. He doesn't well, want to be muted. Yeah. And, and so what ends up happening, right, is that the, the, the spouse, the disrespectful spouse, let's say, um, doesn't doesn't understand. You know, why aren't you giving in on this like you give in on everything else? You know, why aren't you capitulating like you capitulate on everything else? So the, the, the root problem here, William, is not religion. It's not differences of opinion. It's, it's, um, it's that la basic lack of respect in the relationship where, um, you know, the, John, John Gottman is a marriage researcher. He's probably the most well-known marriage researcher in the world. And his studies really go to the heart of what makes healthy relationships work. One of the things he talks about in his research is the importance of husbands and wives being willing to accept influence from each other. That's how he defines it. Basically, it's the idea of, of the, what I'm talking about here, respect. 
when we don't necessarily see eye to eye, but I love you enough to want to see it from your perspective and understand why you think that thing is good, even if I'm not sure I completely get it. And we work together to, to influence each other. Generally speaking, um, women are better at accepting influence than men, but not always. And yours is a perfect example of that. So um, in this case, you know, what you want to really do is address the basic root disrespect in the relationship. And I'm going to suggest that you seek some professional help for that, because when you don't, when a spouse doesn't respect you, uh, it's very hard to make changes in the relationship because they won't change unless they agree that change needs to happen. And right now, the marriage is working for her. She gets to do whatever she wants, and you just sort of roll over. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, that I'm, not, I'm not impugning your character not for doing that. You're being bullied into that. Um, and you're trying to be a good husband. But I want to add something to this to give you a fuller picture here, William. She's not just disrespecting you. She's disrespecting herself, and she's disrespecting God. She actually went through RCIA and came into the church. It means she made promises. It means she made a commitment, and now she's being hypocritical and shutting all of that down. Why is she doing that? There's probably some fear there, some wound that needs to be healed that she's afraid for God to touch, so she just keeps pushing him away. And you. So, and you, because you are the voice of God in this relationship to her. So she's disrespecting herself and her need for healing. She's also disrespecting God. And I, and I think you need to bring that up to her a little bit. If, you, if she had a relationship with her family and and she never ever saw them never ever talked to them never did anything with them showed up for an hour on sundays had a quick meal with them and headed out the door would that be a relationship would she get anything out of it would she be giving anything to it no and that's what she's doing to god she's showing up she's paying him lip service and she's out the door well, she needs to be able to be led to being more respectful to the promises she made to God, to opening up herself to a relationship to God and the healing he wants to give her and the marriage he wants you to to flourish in. Yeah, I have no doubt there are some deep wounds here and I want to be sensitive to those wounds, but being sensitive to those wounds doesn't mean Avoid. ignoring these issues, yeah. right? I mean, effectively, the way you're describing the things, she manipulated you into marrying her by, by going through RCA, making, making you think that she was going to follow through with things that she's not following through on now, and now she's bullying you out of, uh, the, out of holding her accountable for her promises. And you so, want to keep your promises, which was to work for her good. But if you go to, if you go to a marriage counselor on this, you know, and I really st strongly encourage you to do so, um, it's not a religion issue. It's a basic respect issue that doesn't touch just on, on your faith, but on really every area of your life. And unless she's willing to start learning how to accept influence in healthy ways that, John, that Gottman talks about, then you're not going to be able to, this marriage isn't going to survive. So getting help sooner than later, uh, even if she won't go, you start and start yes. working with somebody who is a trained marriage therapist who can do individual marriage therapy and start teaching you how to set the boundaries and, and do the work that you need to do to improve this lack of respect. And I'd love to see you working with somebody who's faith-based so they can really help you understand, you know, how to bring God into this instead of somebody who's secular who will just say, well, stop pushing her on religion. Everything will be fine because they really won't get that. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, um, I'd encourage you to check out our book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. That's how to heal your marriage and nurture lasting love. You can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice if you'd like faith-based approaches to this issue. You can learn more about our services at catholiccounselors.com. With that, we have to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about the emotional life. How do we have a healthy emotional life as a Christian person? What does that actually look like? Give us a call at 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls, and we'll be joined by Damon Owens of Joyful Ever After, who'll be sharing some emotional insights from the theology of the body. Stick around. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. 
Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noel Maring, author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available on the Renewal Ministries YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net. This Ave Maria program is brought to you in part by the nonprofit CMF Curo. Your search for affordable health care stops here. Since 2014, CMF Curo has provided Catholics with affordable health care sharing that goes beyond insurance. With programs that cost less than many COBRA and ACA-sponsored plans, CMF Curo is a Catholic health sharing experience that enables you to live fully alive while saving money. Call 1-833-GET-CURO to find affordable Catholic health care now. That's 1-833-GET-CURO. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And today on More to Life, we're talking about having a healthy emotional life, a grace-filled emotional life. Give us a call, regardless of the feelings that are getting to you, anxiety, anger, frustration, sadness, you name it. We are here to help you have a more grace-filled emotional life. 877-573-573. 7825. Joining us right now, Damon Owens. He and his wife, Melanie, are the founders of JoyfulEverAfter.org, a theology of the body-based marriage ministry. Damon, welcome to More to Life. Thank you, Greg and Lisa. Great to be with you guys. So it's great to have you, and you wanted to share some insights on how the theology of the body can help us have a healthier and more grace-filled emotional life. Yeah, I tell you, you know, as we talked just before the uh, in the break there, this is such a fantastic topic because, it, you know, the brokenness, as we call in the theology of the body. John Paul II speaks about a disintegration. It's a big, long word, but I'm a recovering engineer, so I've always resonated with the idea of (laughs) integers like being whole numbers, right? So to be integral is really being whole, and the fractures, the disintegration is the way that even in our being, sin has uh, broken to these the relation and also the parts of our, you know our intellect what we know our will the emotions the feelings the, even the sense here taste touch and here today's topic is john paul ii's clarion call for for reintegration of fighting god to bring back whole these beautiful parts that are distinct but all speak to in their particular way the wholeness of what it means to be a human person to be a bodily person and how the senses that to be human 
can literally mean coming back to our senses, you know, how we see, smell, hear, taste, touch. And this distinction that you make between emotions and feelings is uh, it feeds right into that beautiful call that there are things that happen to us, the passions, the passio, right? And there are ways that we respond to it, either consciously or subconsciously in emotional memory or psychological memory. But these are names that we put to the parts. And the theology of the body at its core is an acknowledgement of how we feel, of the emotions that we experience, of what we know in our intellect and how we've acted in our will. And all of that is a call for goodness in the will, for truth in the intellect, and for beauty in all of these sensual encounters. So I hear John Paul II calling us back to wholeness by acknowledging who we are in these parts, but how they work together for our good. Well, you know, I mean, and, and going back to the theology of the body, you know, St. John Paul talked about what he called original unity, right? That's where yes. everything was kind of held together in it with God. It was not just, not just our relationship with God or with each other, but our relationship with ourselves, too, and all the different parts of ourselves were all one and working as they were designed to work. And then sin, of course, blew all that apart. And in the theology of the body, St. John Paul reminds us of the importance of bringing all those broken parts back to God and asking him to teach us how it all fits back together again. I think that's, mm. that's the wholeness and integration you're speaking to, right? Yes, yes, yes. And in fact, even though the, the great original unity, uh, along with original nakedness, and, and these are, like I said, sacramental signs that point to a greater reality. So while the emphasis on unity, original unity is in between Adam and Eve, it's meant to be the sign that, as you said, Adam had that time in Genesis 2 with the Lord to be as a son, to, to experience what it means to be son and to be fathered. So we have to be whole within in order to be whole in union and relationship with others. Absolutely. Well, Damon, I want to thank you so much for being with us. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. You've got some great insights. And if folks would like to learn more about your Theology of the Body-based marriage ministry, joyfuleverafter.org, I'd encourage them to go check that out at joyfuleverafter.org. And Damon, give our blessing, give our best wishes to, to Melanie as well. And as always, you guys are great. Right. Thank God you. Bless. Take care. All right, we are taking your calls, listeners, at 877-573-7825. And we're talking with you today about the emotional life. You know, how do we as Christians have a healthy emotional life? We all tend to either fall into running away with our feelings uh, or stuffing those feelings and, and not saying what we should, when we should, and how we should. But what do we do instead? Well, you know, we're talking about giving our emotions to God, but that sounds great in theory. What does it actually look like in practice, in the situations you're dealing with? If you're experiencing a situation where your feelings are really complicating your life or relationships, give us a call at 877-573-7825 and let us help you manage your feelings gracefully. 877-573-7825. Do you rely on energy drinks to give you a boost? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Sales of energy drinks continue to grow rapidly, up to $20 billion yearly. 
Manufacturers are often promoting these drinks as a healthy alternative to other drinks like sugary soda and sports drinks. Energy drinks can be low in sugar and calories but are high in caffeine. Some 12-ounce energy drinks have 200 milligrams of caffeine. That's about the same as two Red Bulls, two cups of coffee, or six cans of cola. Drinks have even been included in some school lunchrooms. So what's the big deal? Adults should have no more than 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. And doctors recommend that for kids age 12 to 18, no more than 100 milligrams a day. Under age 12, no caffeine at all. It's easy to bust through these suggested amounts daily. Heart and sleep issues can arise. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on energy drinks at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. The following is a medical moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Schindler, brother of Terry Schiavo. A second opinion is when a physician, other than the one currently responsible for your care, reviews your medical records and any test results in order to assess, diagnose, and recommend treatment for you. You have the right and don't need to give a reason to seek a second opinion, and many people do so to simply explore options. You may want to get a second opinion when your current physician's recommended treatment doesn't reflect your pro-life values. You want to learn about other possible treatment options and assess risk and benefits. You don't feel that the current healthcare facility is best equipped to handle the treatment. A 2017 study by the Mayo Clinic found that 88% of patients that received a second opinion had a new or refined diagnosis or treatment plan. It very well may pay to get an alternative viewpoint to ensure you get the best care possible. This medical moment brought to you by MyLifeAngels.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. What does it mean for a dad to be poor in spirit? According to scripture scholars, the man who is poor in spirit is profoundly aware of his radical dependence on God. Men often struggle with this idea. Many of us have been raised to believe that it's a virtue to be self-sufficient. Boys are taught from toddlerhood that they're sissies if they ever need their moms or dads too much. This world tells us, blessed is the man who takes care of himself and minds his own affairs. But this attitude is completely contrary to the message of Jesus. In the words of Pope Francis, when the heart is rich and self-satisfied, it has no place for the word of God. Catholic dads, do you know what it means to be radically dependent on God's help to be a great husband and father? To learn more, check out my book, Be Daditudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're talking with you today about managing our emotions in a healthy, godly way. Whether you're dealing with anxiety, guilt, anger, sadness, frustration, resentment, or any other challenging emotion, or for that matter, trying to support someone who is, we want to help you manage those feelings gracefully. The number to call with your questions is 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Again, that number is eight seven seven five seven three. 7825. Before we go back to our calls, we want to send out congratulations to two more members of the EWTN radio family. St. John Paul the Great Radio in Tiffin, Ohio, not far from us at all, and the Sword of St. George in Manhattan, Kansas. They're both celebrating eight years with EWTN. Congratulations to Patricia Kress in Tiffin, Ohio, and Kent Hampton in Manhattan, Kansas, from all of us 
at EWTN and right here on More to Life as well. And folks, wherever you are tuning into Catholic Radio, make sure that you're supporting your local station with your prayers and with your financial support. Keep Catholic Radio going strong and growing strong, growing stronger every day so that we can be here for you, supporting you in growing your faith and helping you live a more faithful and abundant life. All right, with that, we are taking your calls about emotions and managing emotions gracefully. The number is 877-573-7825, 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Angela, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio on Sacred Heart Radio. Hi, Angela. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Good Good morning. Thank you for taking my phone call. You bet. Um, I have an older sister who I I love dearly, but she has been fighting mental illness for many years. And my mother is in a situation where she can't handle her. Um, My sister is very hard to talk to. She, She tells a lot of lies. She doesn't believe anything is wrong with her. It's all conspiracies against her. Um, She moved herself out of state because Jesus told her to. Um, She, several facilities because of fighting. Okay. So she's got a long history of of mental illness and and doesn't accept that and and won't won't go to treatment. What's going on and, and how can we help you today with this? I'm just, you know, a, a lot of finding help has fallen on me, and I've exhausted everything I know. I've been praying about this for years, and I feel like, you know, once in a while we get an answer, but I don't know. Like right now, she's living in a hotel, and she wants help. She keeps telling us she's suing us for not helping her. She's in her 50s. <sighs> Okay. Um, you know, we're bad people. The devil has us. So the, I guess um, I mean, what I'm hearing you numbers. say, the, the question is kind of how, how do, where do you draw the lines? You know, where, where between like what kind of help is actually helpful and, and how do you stop And how yourself? do you protect you and your mother yeah, from, from being dragged down yeah. by all of the crazy? Right. Mm-hmm. And my mother is deeply emotional like anything and she snaps. She can't handle it. Okay. And they, you know, she doesn't know how to talk to my sister. I try not to get angry with her because, it, you know, in my head, I'm like, she uh-huh. has a disorder. She can't help what she feels. But, I mean, I, I, I get phone calls every day that start off, oh, you got to help me. I've given her, you know, she's up in Maine. Okay. I can't fly to Maine. No. My mom can't. And I've given her numbers. I've talked to nami i've talked to police i've talked to health and human services and we all get the, i get the same answer sure. we can't do anything because right. of her age yeah because she's a full-grown woman i feel bad because we love her and i'm like you know why why does this keep happening why can't i get a breakthrough where you know well you can you can't fix her you know i mean look here here's the thing i mean you know i mean God can only help us if we allow him to. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, so, so if God can't help her because she won't allow him to, you're not going to have any luck either. And I, and I, th- I don't mean to sound flip at all. I, I just, but I need to be direct about this, right? You know, cause sometimes we, we try to take on more than what, what anyone can do, including God, right? You're there's, there, there is help available for your sister if she wants it. 
but you can't force anyone to accept help and even god can't do that and you trying to do that job basically sets you up for failure because if god can't do it you can't either yeah you're you are not a god and there is only so much he really lets us know we have free will and so your sister although his her free will is being completely smeared all over the sidewalk by her mental illness she still can exercise some form of free will she's free to say yes to the help that she needs or no to it and at this point she's completely blocking help from you from society at large because she's just in a place where she can't do that but she keeps screaming for it so it's about realizing that and then putting up boundaries that will protect your and your mother's well-being and mental health. When you're dealing with somebody like this, the best way to love them, to work for their good, is to make sure that you are offering to help uh, do anything that would enable her to be healthier or take more responsibility for her life or access the support and help that's available, but not make up for the poor choices that she makes. Right. So, for example, she's living in a hotel right now. If she's not, you might say to her, I would be happy to point you toward different social services, the community mental health, um, other resources that would help you get a more stable place to live. I can do that for you, but I cannot pay your hotel bill. Right. Um, if she, you know, I, I can, if you're, if you're struggling to get a, get a ride to, uh, your therapy appointment. I, I can I can help you with that. But if you you know want to ride to you know the bar, I can't help you with that. I I'm you know these are these are black and white examples. But, no, but I my can't point... just throw money at you and let you use it for your own destruction. And I can't be your only sounding board when you are losing it and you are screaming for help. I don't have the capability of helping you, but there are professionals who do that you can get in contact with that will really help you get relief from all these feelings. Now, the, when we, the way we're saying this, it sounds like you have to convince her of this. And I want to back up and, and say that's not your job. The way this has to go is you, you, you say to her, here is what I am willing to do because these things are good for you. I'm willing to, to help you get in touch with uh, you know, the Community Mental Health Center. I'm willing to help you get in touch with the you know social welfare agencies i'm willing to help you you know d d get in touch with these these places to get help all right and i'm willing to help make those connections for you um so when you're ready to do that you let me know and then she calls you to complain and says oh i it was a terrible day and you say did you call those numbers that i gave you no not yet well then I, i'm sorry i can't talk to you now right now when you when you've called those numbers you give me a call and let me know we'll talk about the next steps I have to go. Goodbye. Now, that might sound cold, okay? But what happens right now is you're part of the problem unintentionally because this is going to be a very um, unpleasant metaphor, but it's a good example of what I mean. You, you know how when, when somebody vomits and you, you, know, you first you're feeling really, really sick and gross and awful and then, you, and then you vomit and you get it all out and for a little while you feel kind of relieved and, and just better after that? Every day she's emotionally vomiting on you, all right? And you have all her sick all over you and she feels fine now because she, she feels better because she emptied it all over you. And you carry that around with you and it makes you sick and it makes you crazy, but she's fine now because she's dumped it all on you, okay? If, if you don't let her dump it all on you, if you say to her, have you called those numbers I gave you? Have you followed up with that, with that one thing you needed to do? And she says no, then you 
say, I got to go then. And you don't let her dump all that on you. She has to sit with that tension then. And that is what motivates a person to get help ultimately. The more you let her, you know, we, we think we're being compassionate. but no, and, and generally speaking, in a normal situation, we are. We want to let people kind of vent and, and, and support them through this. So I'm not saying there's a blanket rule. But I'm saying with somebody who's struggling with the kind of chronic problems that your sister is, that that natural healthy thing to do to let somebody vent and, and work through it with them becomes part of the problem so you have to you have to set very clear boundaries that if she hasn't done the thing you asked her to do that you know she needs to do to be a healthier person then i can't take your call today honey i'm sorry i love you with all of my heart but when you made that call you let me know and we'll take a talk about the next steps and you cut her off at that point right i mean permanently i mean that day so so you're so so do you see what i'm saying you're 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 working way too hard and in ways that actually enable her to continue in her mental illness i'm not blaming you for that i'm saying that that you're trying to be compassionate and the normal rules for being compassionate don't work in this situation we talk more about this in my book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. Uh, it talks about how to set healthy, graceful boundaries with folks that, you know, I'll, I'll open the door for healing while insulating you from all the drama and the crazy. Uh, and so I'd encourage you to follow up with that book as an example. If you'd like to talk with somebody about how to, you know, really have a more graceful relationship with your sister and all this, I'd encourage you to get in touch with us uh, through the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice. We can coach you more with that. But 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 you can run with the suggestions we've made here on the call. You know, the the more you're able to just be very clear about this is the next step for you. When you've done it or you're ready to do it, you call me. If you haven't done it, then you know we can talk about the weather, we can talk about the movies, but we can't talk about all this other crazy stuff that you're going through because that, that's not me helping you. And remember, no matter how much guilt she tries to throw on you for that in a, in a phone conversation, in a text, whatever she's sending to you, realize that you are working for her good by doing this, as well as the good of you and your mother, which are important goods as well in this scenario. And so you can just push away that guilt. You do not have to buy into that because it's twisted. It's counterfeited. It's her way of rejecting help from you and from God and from others. So you don't have to let yourself be sucked into the guilt she's throwing at you because you can stand on the fact that you are working for her good, the good of your mom and the good of your own well-being. Thank you, Angela, for the call. I'm so sorry that you guys are going through this. We've, had, we've added your family to our More to Life prayer list. And if there is more we can do to support you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Again, the book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, and also uh, learning more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice if you'd like more support in handling this as you go down the road. And that's at catholiccounselors.com, catholiccounselors.com. It's, uh, as we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from Romans chapter 12, verse 12. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And you know, St. Paul is just basically saying exactly what we've been talking about through this program. In the face of any emotion, you know, we can either do what comes naturally to us. We can conform ourselves to the world and just either be carried away by the feeling or stuff the feeling or do something inappropriate with the feeling. Or we can be transformed by the renewal of our mind by giving that feeling to God and asking him what he wants us to do with it, how he wants us to respond to it and say, Lord, I don't know what to do about this situation. I don't know what to do about these feelings. I wish I didn't have them, but I do. Show me what to do. 
Help me to see what you're trying to say to me through these feelings. Help me know how to respond to them in ways that glorify you, that, that work for my good, that work for the good of the people around me, so that you can teach me how to have the emotional life and, and the abundant life you're calling me to. And the more we can do that, the more we can fulfill this scripture in our lives and be transformed by the renewal of our mind that God has promised us. With that, we are taking a break. When we come back, we're continuing to take your calls at 877-573-7825 about having a healthy relationship with whatever our complicated emotions are, whether we're talking about anxiety, guilt, anger, sadness, frustration, resentment, or any other feeling. We want to help you have a healthy, grace-filled relationship with your emotions. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue right after this. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. As a Catholic mom, I know that parenting can be hard, frustrating, and lonely. But it doesn't have to be that way anymore. I'm Lisa Popcheck from More to Life, inviting you to become a premium member of Catholic Home. That's CatholicHOM.com. It's an online community dedicated to supporting Catholic parents like you. At Catholic Home, you can chat with our team of family life coaches every day, get expert help with discipline issues, self-care, creating a stronger marriage, living your faith at home, or just coping with the stress of being a Catholic parent in today's world. In addition to personalized expert support, you'll get access to tons of creative resources, entertaining videos that teach your kids how to get along and love the Lord downloadable activities, monthly live parenting Q&As, and a supportive community and tons of other benefits, like my Momfidence podcast. Go to CatholicHOM.com today and become a premium member of the Catholic Home Community. Again, that's CatholicHOM.com. I can't wait to see you there. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchek. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're talking about having a healthier emotional life today on More to Life, a grace-filled emotional life. And whether you're, feelings, uh, whether you're feeling anxiety or guilt or anger, or sadness, frustration, resentment, or any other challenging emotion, God wants to help you have a healthy relationship with all your feelings. Let's talk about what that means for you. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877 573 
25. If you have emotions, feelings, difficulties in trying to make your family a godly, faithful family that can live out the grace of the Eucharist in your own home, well, we want to invite you over to our place tonight at the Catholic HOM dot com and Catholic HOM app. We're doing a live event via Zoom tonight for all of our premium members. It's not too late to become one. If you want to just be able to kind of sit in our living room, ask us questions about how to connect your family to each other and to God and to solve all those problems, everything from, you know, newborn problems all the way through to how do I raise these young adults in this crazy world? We're here for you. That will be tonight. That's right. Tonight, uh, that's uh, Thursday, uh, July 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And you can learn all the details on the Catholic Home app or catholichom.com. Sense for Households on Mission, CatholicHOM.com or on the Catholic Home app. Premium members can join us for our Catholic Home live Q&A tonight. We'd love to see you there. Check it out at CatholicHOM.com or become, and, and when you go there, make sure to become a premium member of the Catholic HOM community to join the live Q&A tonight. And the live Q&A is completely free. It's just all of us getting together, asking those questions and getting some time to connect with each other, to our families and more closely to God. Well, with that, we are checking your calls right now at 877-573-7825 about those emotional battles that you are facing. If you're tired of fighting with your feelings, we want to help you win the war. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Missouri. Hey, Mary, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Nothing. I just wanted to know how you deal with feelings. They don't come real often. They only come when my body is hurting really bad from having worked really hard. My husband was an alcoholic. I didn't know that when I married him, and it killed him. Sixteen years later, I had three little children, and I had very difficult pregnancies for each one. He had no insurance, and then he came from a very rich family, and they tore up a will for my children for about oh 200 some thousand dollars so we had nothing and I went two three nights without ever going to bed I worked five jobs now you're saying this a lot in the past tense Mary and it's miserable how long ago were you dealing with the young children and all of that like where are you now till about 1990 Okay. So it's been a while. What's going on now that's making you call in? Now uh, it's just that I am, I hurt a lot from the things I try to do. mm -hmm. I have one of my children living with me because he had a difficult time getting a job and stuff. He lost his other job and I'm not, and I had asked his, the one that tore up the will at the time to give him the money to finish college for something and the guy refused and all so so it sounds like you're dealing with a lot of resentment right i mean and and rightfully so and i want to know how to get rid of it okay so so you know resentment um is is a rational reaction to injustice and you faced a lot of injustice um, and so, you know, the, the, I don't have a simple answer for you, but I can, I can give you the steps to begin to address this. The, the first thing, as we've been talking about through the whole program, is bringing that to God. And often we don't want to bring our resentment to God. We feel guilty about being resentful. We feel like we shouldn't be. But, you know, uh, St. John Chrysostom pointed out that, that you know, to be, to, if we have reason to be angry about something and we're not angry about it, then that's actually a sin because we should be angry about injustice. And resentment is sort of anger's little sister. It says, you know, there's 
there's a there's an ongoing problem here. There's something that's not right, and I need to seek an answer for it. And so you're going to feel some degree of resentment until you feel like you've gotten some answer. Uh, and, and that's obviously going to be complicated in this situation. But I do believe that God has an answer for you, but that's why we have to go to him with it first and say, look, Lord, I am resentful. I'm angry and I'm resentful. I've been done wrong by these people. My family has been done wrong by, by these people. But I know that you are the source of all justice and you have the answers and I need you to teach me how to teach us, me and my son or me and my kids, how to respond to these challenges that we are facing. How do we respond to them in a way that really glorifies you, in a way that helps us be our best selves, in a way that, that enables uh, us to, to invite others to be their best selves too? What does it mean to die? You know, and you keep bringing that to God every day. You know, Lord, I'm hurting. How do you want me to respond to that? Lord, I'm having a hard time paying this bill. How do I respond to that? And you really keep bringing those concerns to him so that you, you, you're you not just flailing around trying to find your own answers. You're asking him to teach you step by step by step how to respond to this so you don't keep going back to the same old dry wells looking for answers. Exactly. And, and Mary, uh, on top of that, you know, flowing from that, you have been dealing with the practical for so long. You were left in such a position of crisis. You know, having to raise these kids, dealing with five jobs, probably still being in pain from the difficult births, dealing with the shock of everything, having his family do something so unjust to you. You lived in a world of practical, and you still have to do that. So as you ask God how to handle each of these things, how to respond to them well, also take a moment every day and say, Lord, I need healing. My children need healing. We have trauma. We're carrying trauma in our bodies, in our minds, in our relationship with each other and with you. Show us how to heal from this in practical ways. Lead us to your healing. And it's good to ask God to deliver us from those pains. Okay, but until he does, we need to be asking him, how do I respond to those pains? Or how do, how do I respond, whether that's emotional pain or physical pain? What do you want me to do in the face of this? How can I act? Teach me what to do. Because a lot of times we sit around and wait, wait for God to come up with the healing or come up with the miracle or come up with the... And there's nothing wrong with that. God, God, you know, there are times when God delivers that. But until he does, he wants us to respond to it in a different way. And he wants to use that experience to teach us how to live differently and, and to live more abundantly. Ask him, where is the abundance in this? How can I find that? Show me the next step. Um, you know, the more you're able to do that and really think through that and recognize that God does have answers for this, but you just can't keep going back to the same old dry wells over and over again and expect that, that the, those people who, who, who treated you unjustly before are suddenly going to be you know, generous and, and just. Uh, there, there are other answers that God has, and we need to kind of go to him and keep asking for what those might be. And, and I realize that this can sound pie in the sky for anybody who's going through the kinds of things you're going through. But I know, not just from my own life, but from the work that I do with the people that we work with every day, that God has answers. We have to bring these situations to him and, and, and ask us to teach us how to respond to them. Not just ask him to deliver us from them, but ask us to teach him how to respond, ask him to teach us how to respond to them so that we can keep growing in the face of this. In my book, The Life God Wants You to Have, which is all about dealing with disappointment in the light of faith, it talks about how to discern that abundant life even in the face of pain where we're pursuing meaningfulness intimacy and virtue and, and i would really encourage you to, to check out that book uh, as a follow-up to this call because it walks you through step by step how to find greater meaning how to find greater grace how to find greater joy even in the middle of everything falling apart around you 
It's the life God wants you to have dealing with disappointment in the light of faith. It's available at catholiccounselors.com, where you can also get information about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice. Mary, I'm so sorry that it's been such a challenging life, but I do believe that God still has a plan for you and wants to deliver you, and he has the answers that you're looking for. Bring those challenges to him, not just to ask him to deliver you, but to ask him to teach you how to respond to those in ways that will glorify him and help you be your best self. If you'd like more support, you can come on over to our website at catholiccounselors.com and learn about all the resources we have to help you find that integration that God is calling you to. And with that, we're heading out. Remember, with God's grace, there is so much more to life. Get out there and celebrate the life he has for you. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.